You're listening to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Old School. We thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, <laughs> TC from the text line, thank you very much. Uh, says as, as a sewer parent, it's appreciated. Um, I knew one of the kids involved. That was the whole point, was to make sure that the young people who are going to school never have to deal with the issue and the embarrassment uh, or the pressure. There's a mental burden that goes with worrying about whether you can eat and then the right. embarrassment of your account you know, not being uh, in that place. Um, but I'll, I'll read because I want the te- I want I want the listeners to know the nonsense that happens as well. And I'm not, you know. Here's the thing. Very rarely in this space will I put leverage down and go, okay, over a listener. Don't particularly care. We we are a community based, a Lincoln focused radio station. FCC regulated, boundaried, investigated, all the way through. And in this space, when I bought the station, what I wanted to do was to make sure that we contributed to the community. That's what I wanted to do. So, in this space where things pop up, we say, <laughs> let us help in the ways that we can help. Now, I just had a listener text in to say, that I have a responsibility to Firth because that's where the license is. Now, now, peep this. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. I chose, because of the situation, I chose to take care of folks. Just like with Beatrice Bakery, just like with with Food Bank, with... uh, Kiwana's big brother, big sister, teammate. We take care of this at this station when there's somebody in need and they speak that they're in need. Uh, And I think I speak for Jay Foreman. I think I speak for Austin when I say we stand up for people who need. Because I was told that's what Lincoln is. Like when I moved here, I saw a told. That's what I was told. Like Lincoln shows up. So Lincoln shows up. So through that and then Corey just made another donation Corey says this manners cost nothing plain and simple i will get my people to look uh into where the money needs to to be spent and how we can help more than one school thank you mr pearson now if somebody from norse and i have family and friends and other in the in in norse school in norse high school and in beatrice and if they told me Hey, there are people that don't eat, you can't eat lunch. There are people that are going without. We would rally. That's not what we were told. And again, when somebody's house is on fire, you can't say, well, what about my house? If my neighbor's house is on fire, it, it, it really is less than to say, what about my house? Right. <laughs> so, Corey, once again, thank you for you. Thank you for what you do, uh, and greatly appreciate it. And, again, in this space, I really, you know, normally I would just block and be done, but you know what? Sit in your space and be angry. Um, Jay, it's it's a space that, for this weekend, we got to see 
the NFC's version of football and the AFC's version of football, does it seem to you that the quarterback play in the AFC is starting to elevate above and beyond the NFC? Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't. nobody wants to say it, but when you're thinking overall the depth, I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes leading it, uh, Herbert, um, now you got, you know, Goldilocks, Lawrence, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely going that way when you just look at the way they play Josh Allen. So you got the, you know, say you got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you know, two of the goats, but they're the older ones. So they got, you know, Brady's probably got a couple more years. I say both of them got a couple more years. And the next two guys that immediately come to mind are in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Then you think of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You're thinking cool Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, even Lamar Jackson, just because of he's the most dynamic, dominating player that you could game plan for but can't stop. So right there alone, I'm just talking about all, all those guys. I mean, that's just a plethora of, you know, stone cold killers. Um, and then when you think of the NFC, you, you know, you got two of the older goats, right, that are your kind of your bell cows, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy that you think would be next or hope would be Dak, but then it's kind of up and down. And then you got Kirk Cousins you can't trust. Then you got Daniel Jones, who I really respect, I think is coming into his own. And then the and probably the best team in the playoffs going right now, right? Um, San Francisco. Yeah. How they're playing. Yeah. Their third team quarterback. Now Jalen Hurts, this is he's coming on the on the scene. He's up for the MVP. But we're talking about guys, you know, he's the he's like their he's the guy that you put your hat on him and Dak. You still don't know. So I think the AFC and the way that they're going, when you're looking at it, man, I mean, they have the depth. They have the um let's see what I want to say. They have they have the depth and they have the tangible results, right? Mm-hmm. And so even even further, um, you know, I guess if you can say, if you take out Indianapolis, Houston out of there, um, and let's just say Pittsburgh, or just say the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. You got to think up until recent, Derek Carr would be the last one out of the top three teams. And then that's even that's even leapfrogging. Deshaun Watson, who you expect is going to be better next year. Right. Because you had Deshaun Watson, and just two years ago it was Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes about to literally take over the league. Yep. And so you just look at every team, and the Jets, whether they draft somebody or they bring in Derek Carr, then I'm just – if you think of the – court, and then, okay, the worst-case scenario of a team that is tangible and, like, on the cusp of the play, Mac Jones, a pro bowler in his first year. Mm Mm-hmm. So the only teams that you're looking at right now that do not have a quarterback that you could actually say, you know what, we can win some games with them, are Indianapolis and Houston. That's it in the whole AFC because you you'd hope and think that the the Raiders are going to replace Carr with somebody like him or better in their system. Yeah, their question is short term or long term. Right. So he'll be a winner, and you I guess assume with a new coach and a new kind of identity or I guess personal assessment Russell Wilson won't be that this atrocious and he played well the last few weeks of the season so when then then you look at on the flip side commanders no quarterback yeah uh I think the Bears 
you know, the best quarterback division, it seems like, is the NFC North. Kurt Cousins, Goff, Rodgers, Fields, in my opinion. Right? You have old, new, and guys have resurrected their career. Then you look at, I'm not sold on Arizona Cardinals. I'm, I'm pocket Hercules. Because he, can't, he can't make it the <laughs> well, whole year. Plus, he's, now he, he has an injury that could change the way he, he plays. He plays, right? And now are you going to put in the work to be a pocket quarterback? Kind of the Cam Newton thing with the, you know, four or five years earlier, the shoulder injury, right? Stafford, long in the tooth, injuries. Seattle, Geno Smith resurrected his career. And the 49ers, you don't even know who the quarterback is. Because if I'm them, we know we're going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, right, just because of salary cap reasons. Yeah. And, you know, he has he's more tradable – or he's tradable now because he – his injuries aren't his injury isn't as bad as it was last year with a shoulder. Yeah. Now really? I know you gave away the the farm for for Trey Lance, but way Brock Purdy's playing, it might be time to move Trey Lance. The perfect time. The perfect because he doesn't have any bad film. Right. And <laughs> and I'll, and if a team calls me up, John Lynch, I'm hey, I'm John Lynch. How you doing? What are you doing? You want to you want to meet in Santa Barbara and sit out there and look at all the boats and all that? Yeah. Would hey, you would hey, you I would ask you this. Would you rather trade Lance, who's actually played in the NFL game and been through it, or do you want to roll the dice on Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, mm -hmm. your boy Levis at Kentucky, mm -hmm. Richardson at Florida, mm -hmm. or whoever else comes up out of or Mel, or, uh, uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay rumble up out of their Abraham. magic, their right. magical lab where they they shake right. up things enough that that it think makes something special. Right. So what would you do? And then you got to think Atlanta Falcons don't have a quarterback. New Orleans Saints don't. Carolina Panthers don't. Mm. Tampa Bay might not if Brady goes to Vegas. Who's their backup? Tampa? Yeah. Who is do Tampa? You really, do you want to know who their backup who's is? Who's their backup? Take a guess. The oh, guy I that don't... they tried to say that was better than Cam Newton coming out of the draft. Oh, good grief. Okay. He went to Missouri. Okay. 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 Right. Austin is ready to drop the news. Oh. Go ahead, Austin. Blaine Gabbert. Gabbert. Man. They were really – I think it might have been on Sports they Illustrated, right? They were wrong, wrong. And Sports Illustrated. They were uh, wrong, wrong. Cover. Text, text <laughs> line. Super wrong. 402-464-5685. Or call in, call in or text in the Sports Illustrated picture <laughs> when they were saying Cam Newton or, or what's it, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, and it was like literally a discussion. They were super wrong. Like that's <laughs> – but that's, this is – in that space, right? Because now there were players in there. There were quarterbacks in college who played high level football against high level competition on several Saturdays, who set a standard, who will be talked down by folks who haven't played a competitive game all season long. That yeah. mattered. Right. That mattered. And so it's it's going to be a thing. CJ says he's coming out. Bryce, you there's a those but, guys that you feel more comfortable with, Richardson, not so much because of the turnover at the uh, head coaching position is is hard to you know kind of forecast. Levis, there you know the funny thing about I don't the, know that Levis. See, I can't, the draft. I can't put him in that when, space. When, when they say his best attribute is that he got the crap knocked out of him and he was able to take the beating, dude. What? Yeah, stop. Like, saying, stop yeah. trying to compare him yeah. to. In, I wouldn't even say Josh Allen is a finished product, yeah. but stop trying to compare him to Josh Allen because he's 6'4", 225 like Josh Allen was. Josh, Josh, Josh Allen had a hose for an arm 
just needed real coaching. And he's and, he's rare. Like but, he's unique. It, legit four five five forty. Yeah. But he he also went to a place where Greg Roman, now Ken Dorsey, or actually Brian Dable after that, mm-hmm. now Ken Dorsey has the offense around what he does yeah, that's, phenomenal. Man, that is that if, is if Levis goes to say like the Raiders where it's a they say Josh McDaniel's offense is the most complex in the league and he struggles, is that on him or the coach? You because you missed one in that Blaine Gabbard, Cam Newton, Jake Locker. Oh man. <laughs> I forgot about he's from Thank Washington you. and he retired after like Thank you. Three years. Thank you, Texter, for sending yes. that in. Fifty-four, twenty. Yes. Look at young Cam Newton before <laughs> young Cam Newton before he started dressing like a grandma on Easter Sunday service. Blaine <laughs> Gabbert had the surfer looking dude, and Jake Lockler looked like the dude that you that that might sit there and rob you at you know at the. Oh, he at the, at he the robbed station. him. He robbed the whole league in broad daylight. Well, because he was the, <laughs> well. Here's the thing: in broad hey, daylight, Jake Lockler was supposed to be the best athlete out of all of them. Out of the bunch, because because he ran a four five forty. Listen, <laughs> but he was. A, but they but here's they, the problem. But he wasn't a running quarterback though. Here's the, the fastest pro- guy in that in the out <laughs> of all of them wasn't a running quarterback. Uh, How? Listen, when all his highlights were him running, Jay, he's not a running quarterback though. Can we? Can we stop giving credit to people who are evaluating talent who doesn't who simp who really tell you we don't know anything about talent? They well they you know what I they, <laughs> here, they do like whoever did this should have been fired publicly. Well, no, because they got they got to <laughs> sell magazines and they got to hype it up. They do know talent, but what they try to do and this is and I, I learned this from Bobby Greer when I, was, I talked. To, He's like he's like this. He's like scouts always want to be the guy that discovered Austin from yeah. said college, and then yeah. you end up being a Hall of Famer. But he's like Jay, those are one offs, and they're all luck. They're all like, all right, you know, I should be in this hotel, but you know, I'm gonna do my job, so I'm gonna go 50 miles and I run in and see Charles Haley at James Madison, yeah. and then you have Bill Walsh and their defensive coordinators. Like, you know, what? we put 20 pounds on this dude. He's got one of the best get-offs and has super long arms, and he has this nasty disposition that mm-hmm. he doesn't like anybody. He actually could be a decent player. And then, oh, by the way, while you're there, oh, there's this Gary Clark guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this little tiny five foot nine that nobody can catch or tackle. <laughs> yeah, he might be good since we have the biggest offensive line and we need fast guys to stretch the field, and he makes a ton of acrobatic catches. Yeah, he fits us. That's not that we can put. Hey, he don't even have to be the guy. Right. We got this dude, Art Monk, who currently is the best to ever do it. So let's let's just put another dude over there. These guys (laughs) talk to if you ever just watch the combine or the draft in in scouts, they love to tell you what you don't want to do. The the reason why the Patriots are so good in like, um. Like even like Seattle, right? You know, like because they've really they've done really good with free agents and late round guys. Obviously, being phenomenal world, I mean, Hall of Fame players. You think of Richard Sherman and and all those guys. You know what? Because you know what they do. They say, oh yeah, DP. You know, say you know a receiver. Yeah, you know they'll get on. Well, he's not a number one because he's not six four. Okay, well, DP's six foot, and I turn on the tape and he looks pretty good. Go right ahead, right? Like lock it. Lockett came to the combine at five foot nine, right? So why even talk about that? He ain't six foot. But guess what they have? 
They have they have the the ultimate equalizer over there. The dude's built like a defensive end. You cheated. You cheated and get Metcalf. Right. Like he's a, he's a cheat code. Right. Hey, let's go opposite of that. Right. And let's find a guy who they can all, do the things that Metcalf can't do. All well. they talked about Metcalf is he wasn't a good route runner and couldn't didn't have a change of direction. But he was the fastest guy in the draft. He had some r- pretty decent hands in traffic. And once he caught that ball, he was gone. Mash. Well, okay. Monster mash. We need that. But we have a guy that runs phenomenal routes, that is fast, lock it, a great returner, great locker room guy that can help him become a better receiver. Now we have a big, huge dude and just the complete opposite. And everybody in the league was like, nah, you know what? We'll get the guy from, like, uh, Apple Valley State that we can maybe get something out by year four. But – the coach that drafted him and the guys that drafted him will be fired in year three. Now he's just in the and win. And he got to start all over yeah, again. And that guy's just in the wind. And they're like, oh, he's a bust. <laughs> he got to yeah. start all over. Jake Locker. Uh, I want to thank John uh, from the text line. John made another made a donation. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Thank you uh, as well. Um, and then Steve made a donation uh, also uh, to the Seward uh, Lunch Fund. And and Seward, is it Seward or, or Seward. is it Norris? It's Seward. You sure? It's Seward. Seward. It was Seward High Seward, School. Seward are pretty cool people, but when they be playing sports, they be they 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 get they get hyped. They bring mm-hmm. the whole everybody come city. Everybody come to Lincoln for like they came down for basketball. basketball. Hey, right. man, they came down for basketball. And I look I'm, and they be serious. I'm with it all too. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, but before we go to break, you gonna do basketball state tournament with us? You gonna do? You gonna call? I gotta some get games the date. Uh, I gotta get the dates. Yeah, you gotta call some games with us because I know me and Nick. Uh, probably uh, Strick. It um, might not be a good pair. Uh, I know Sam Hoiberg's going to call some games. Uh, Ramel Lloyd's going to call some games. Derek Walker's going to call some games. So a lot of Husker hoop basketball players have committed to calling high school games with oh, us here cool. on the ticket. So uh, with the break, when we come back, uh, I do want to talk. Look, it's the gr- it's the greatest collapse in recent history. We'll talk about what happened in Jacksonville. We'll talk about it when we come back. 